welcome to Miracles and Wonders, the podcast that helps you create more miracles in your life by looking at the world around you in new and wondrous ways. In this series, I'm interviewing the authors in a new collaborative book, The Miracle Mindset. Hi, I'm Diane Lund, best-selling author, entrepreneur, creative director, writer, producer, and reverend focused on a teachings in A Course in Miracles for many decades. Miracles are defined as a shift in perception in A Course in Miracles. Instead of thinking from fear or negative thinking, we turn our thinking upside down and we think positive thoughts. We think from a loving base. In The Miracle Mindset, each author starts their story with an opening couplet that embodies how they change their mind to change their life. So in this episode, I'm talking to my dear friend, Reverend Lisa Windsor, and uh, Lisa and I have known each other for a few years now. Back in 2017, I took her very first course she was giving to um, ordained ministers in A Course of Miracles through the Canadian International Metaphysical Ministries. So welcome, Lisa. Thank you, Diane. It's wonderful to be here. So Lisa... Uh, I know a lot about you, but our viewers or listeners don't know that much about you. So maybe you can just tell us a little bit about your background. Sure. Thank you. Well, I started out in my early 20s, actually, as a life coach and training in that area. Mm -hmm. And um, during that time, I, um, I started to have uh, a real spark around spirituality. So spirituality hadn't been in my life, but when it came in, I started reading every book and just like really diving into um, spirituality. I, it was a passion, we'll say. And so um, I feel very blessed because I, um, A Course in Miracles came into my life and um, it's one of, you know, it's the spiritual path that I've been following now for over 20 years. And I um, have been able to become uh, or an ordained spiritual minister. And um, as Diane mentioned, train ministers with Course in Miracles as their foundation. So I would say I'm also a spiritual coach, which I, you know, I love coaching still. I kind of combine them now with the foundations of the course teachings. Um, and I also founded Modern Miracles, and that's the, the spiritual community that, um, you know, that teaches around the course. And then I guess the other, like, major thing on a personal note is that I'm a mom of four kids um, who are, yeah, they're teenagers now. So they're, you know, um, I'm busy with that as well. Yes, having four kids is a full-time job in itself. <laughs> And so your story is about parenting. And I think it's such an incredible story to get out into the world, because as we said, we start each story with sort of typical thinking and then kind of the reverse thinking or what we call the miracle mindset. So can you just tell us in your story, which is called Every Child is a Divine Assignment, what was your typical thinking? My typical thinking was, follow the world's advice about raising a child. Right. Yeah. And what was the miracle mindset? What was the, the turnaround? The turnaround was follow your inner guidance about raising a child. Wow. That is a big turnaround. It's sort of about 
looking outside of yourself for uh, knowledge and what do I need in order to do this job, the job of raising a child right, to looking for inner guidance for doing it, which uh, many people find very difficult to you know sit down and access their inner guidance. So tell us a little bit about the story, because I remember when you first came to me, you said, well, I have all these stories about all of my children. And um, I said, well, that sounds like a book, not a chapter. <laughs> and we narrowed it down to this one story. So why don't you tell us a little bit about um, why you decided to write this particular story? Yeah, this story is, um, you know, was a, a major catalyst for a change in how I parented in my style of parenting. And what's interesting is that I really only spent maybe two months in the old style. Like this, this experience came in when my first child was born and he was about two months old. So I was just starting out as a parent. What I realized is that like when we're starting out as parents, we are pulling from our past experience as growing up in our families. We are pulling from people's advice. You know, I, I didn't feel equipped to, um, you know, I didn't feel like I knew what I was doing really. And so I, I think that that's where I began in my parenting journey. And the thing that happened was what was going on with my son when he was born was that he had colic. He had really extreme colic, um, which means that he cried all the time. And, um, and so the beginning was to pursue all of the external um, answers that I could to try and fix the problem. You know, I was just, I, I was just working with, with what I knew, but it was very, very limited. Well, I, I know what it's like to have a colicky child. Not that I had one, but my sister had one. And I tell you, it took a family or as sometimes they say a village to raise that child because the nonstop crying just got on the nerves. I mean, and we would try everything. I mean, put her in a seat, put her on the dryer, try to take her out for a car ride. I mean, we really had to take turns because it would grate on your nerves. And so I really, you know, take my hat off to you because I know that is a really, because we want the baby to be happy. And when the baby's yeah. not happy, we're like, what can I do? What can I do? And so what were some of the things you looked to do? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the more the crying happened, the more motivated I felt that I was going to fix it and find the answer. I was like, I dived into, I, I read so many books. I went to baby chiropractic. I went to, I changed my diet. I, I mean, there was, there was so many holds I had to hold him and to try, you know, so many things I tried. Um, everything that was suggested, I would say everything, all the advice I had, I would, I would try it. And the interesting thing about the situation is nothing really helped. Nothing, no, nothing wow. really helped. No, it was nothing was solving the problem. Um, the only thing I could do honestly, is I nursed him a lot because he <laughs> would be quiet, but that was, that was, that was very difficult for me because I was just, that was exhausting. Right. And, um, so yeah, that was the beginning of my parenting journey is this, this need to show up as a good parent of figuring out this parenting thing. And really my child was upset and unsettled and it was very difficult. It was very difficult to try and figure it out. 
Yeah. I can totally hear that. And, and I do know how difficult that particular situation is. So it's just great that we're talking about this for yeah. the parents out there who have had a similar experience or maybe haven't had that experience yet, but are going to have it. So what was it in your particular story that had you do this shift of mind? Well, something happened a couple months in that actually landed me on the couch for six or eight weeks. And it really brought this incessant need to solve the problem to a full stop. It brought me to a full stop. (laughs) And I don't think, I I don't know if I would have stopped. Like, I don't think I would have stopped. You know, I think the universe had to intervene and something had to occur to get me to slow down. Yeah. And I think that happens all the time to people. They just are sort of on, we're on kind of automatic. We're we're trying to solve a problem by the method that we know in this case, gathering new knowledge or trying new things somehow, as you said yourself, you were going to fix it. Yeah. And I think that if I would have just kept looking and searching and trying, like that's kind of what it was. And, and, but, but something occurred that, you know, landed me on the couch and Honestly, I was very resentful when that happened, like, because it actually, it, it, it didn't make it possible for me to keep going with trying to help and solve the problem. And so I kind of, I kind of sat there for a few weeks for sure, just like resentful and, and upset. Right. Um, like kind of the victim, like, why did this happen to me? Totally. I was like, why did this happen to me? Like, how could this happen to me when my child like needs me? Um, every moment. And I'm just like, I can't, I can't do all those things now. And so I sat in that state of mind. And I think that state of mind really was connected to the state of mind where I was running a thousand miles an hour. I think it was, it was the same state of mind, really. It was just like one of them, I was like moving, moving, moving. And the next one, I was just, I, I, my mind was still going. It was, it was moving rapidly in anger and in resentment and upset. um, Frustration. your Your mind was racing. My mind was racing. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I, I, I wasn't racing now. And so, um, but I do trust that, you know, my heart was in the right place and there was obviously some level of like a prayer in my heart to, for help. You know, I think, I think I probably must've asked for help and some level when I was sitting on that couch, um, because I had a moment where I just questioned my perspective. I had a moment where I thought, maybe this is not happening to me, but it's happening for a purpose. Like maybe there's a reason why I like sitting on this couch and why things have stopped. And it was just in that moment that I almost felt like I got like a download of inspiration and clarity about how to see parenting differently. Like, like a wisdom within me was there to say, this is on purpose. You need to slow down and hear this. You need to, you need to shift the way that you're doing things. And, and, and it was really about, you need to start listening within as, and, 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 and quiet the voices and, and all the advice from external, what's external to you. So this is just so important, I think, for people, because we are all going at a kind of a mad pace. Yeah. Uh, Whether you have children or not, it seems that everybody is striving Uh, They're trying to achieve, they're trying to do things in their life, which is all good. But sometimes we just get going too fast. And we get totally disconnected from our inner, 
our inner peace, our inner world. And, and as I would say, you know, the inner voice, the small, still voice, the course says for the Holy spirit, which is the voice for God. So how did that happen? Obviously you were slowed down, you were couched (laughs) (laughs) and you got to sit there. You got to stew for quite a bit. And that's often what we do. We just end up stewing. Why did this happen to me? You know, I need to take care of my baby. I don't need to be sitting here on the couch. Yeah. Uh, So what do you think that shift was for you? Did you finally get quiet enough or did you just feel like, did you surrender? What do you think it was that you did? I think that I relaxed and surrendered. I think that I, I think that a part of me just let go. And, and there was a, there was a moment where I was tired of even the victim story. I was tired of thinking I knew what was happening. I was tired of the whole situation. I just, I, I really kind of hit a wall. And I think when I hit that wall, there was an opening in my mind for seeing it differently. So, yeah, I think, I think it was a surrender moment. And as soon as I surrendered, it was like, there was such a gift there for me. Like there was, it wasn't just like a moment of peace. Like there was like, there was a a voice within my mind, the voice of the Holy spirit, which I would call from like the course teachings that, that spoke to me, you know, that, 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 that explained things. It literally said in my mind, there was these thoughts that came to my mind and it said, you are not meant to be a super mom. Like you are not meant to be a super parent. Like that's not your, that's not your path. You have to do this differently. And like, I was like, okay. Like I, and I, I saw in that moment, like this is a way bigger picture. Like my baby was only a couple of months old and I was already being redirected on my whole viewpoint or approach to parenting. Like it was a big deal. It, it shifted. That's a huge big deal because you're, you're looking for something outside of yourself. You're not getting, you're trying everything that you can possibly do. And then something, a crisis happens, some, somehow you stop and then you just get fed up and you surrender, which is different than giving up. I think surrendering, surrendering is more of a letting go. It's just like, and so more of an opening, I think, and once we open, we can receive. Yeah. But if we're closed and we think we know everything. So I, I love the whole idea that from the course that, that we really don't know. We think we do. We're really taught in this culture that, you know, you need to know. And if you don't know, somehow it's less than or it's weak or whatever. But really in the course, another really big shift in thinking is that we when we embrace the idea that we don't know, we open a door for something more. We realize I, I don't know everything here. (laughs) And that allows the door to open and for us to come in alignment with a different kind of awareness, frequency, uh, something that speaks to us on an inner level. And I know you hear that voice. I know I hear that kind of inner teaching all the time but many people often say to me Diane why don't I hear that well I think there's many reasons people don't hear the first one you talked a lot about you're just going so fast Mm -hmm. we're not sitting down and then when we are sitting down we're in resistance you know we think we know what should have happened and that's not what happened and we're mad we're pissed off 
And I say that's that frequency isn't aligned with love. And the kind of messaging you're you're getting is a loving message. It's a message um, for your own higher good. And so how did that work in your life at that point? Yeah, so I, I, I just, I want to say this because in the surrendered place, the mind opens, there's, there's an opening in the mind and we start to be able to receive the loving message in a way that we can hear it and understand. So I always like to say that, that the voice for love, the voice for God, it speaks to us and reaches us in a way we can understand, but we do have to be in a relaxed, surrendered space to do so. And so I realized that like, I had to go into a space of not knowing. I had to go into a space of, I don't know. Um, but in that space, it's kind of scary, right? Like you think, well, if I don't know, then I'm going to be kind of in this void. Like what, what would I do from that place? But I always like to say like the Holy Spirit or our inner wisdom, that voice within, it will answer us. It will bring us the wisdom and the next step and what is important and what's most helpful. So in those moments, it's like, I just, I, I realized I had to let go of everything that I was carrying around parenting, everything I thought I knew. I had to give away, you know, the books that I had read about parenting and, and, and start to, and start to get quiet and start to tune into myself and to that, into that connection. So when you were able to do that, what happened in your life with your son? Yeah. So, so interesting that the issue around the colic, it didn't feel like the problem it had been because all of a sudden I had an answer. It was a very different answer, but I felt like I had an answer moment to moment to dealing with it. That was a very different answer than trying to figure out something on the outside. I felt like I was working with the situation and I could tune in and ask for help. I think that's the other thing is that how do we hear the voice is that we often we don't actually ask for help. We don't actually ask for, for inner direction. We kind of just expect it will be there. But I do feel that the Holy Spirit waits upon our invitation to ask for help. So it kind of became this, you know, this situation where I was starting to ask internally for help and direction instead of looking externally for it. And it changed, I mean, it changed everything because I felt like I would ask for help and ideas would come and they were very moment to moment. So it wasn't like, it wasn't one answer to the whole thing. It was like, pick him up and take him for a car ride. But it was now not coming from me, like saying, I have to do that next. It was because I felt to, I felt like, yes, let's go for a car ride. That feels right. And then I would go and do that. And then we'd come home. And if he was upset, I would, you know, it would just be like a moment to moment directive, just listening and following the best I could um, to navigate through the days. And it's such a wonderful way to live. I mean, I have definitely been in the achieving mode and the trying mode and the pushing mode and the controlling mode. But when we finally get on our knees and ask for help, and literally I say most people that come to Course in Miracles that stay with the text and the program come on their knees because they've tried everything. They've tried it all. It doesn't matter whether it was on parenting or in their emotional life or in their financial life or whatever was going on. It somehow brought them to their knees. They're kind of out of options. Yeah. And so now they're like, okay, I need some help. <laughs> I need help. Yes. You know, I yeah. say that's the essential prayer. 
Yes, help is Please, the Holy Spirit. I need some help. <laughs> it but, is. Yeah. But when we open up to I need some help, it is that opening that allows us to to listen for something new. Yeah. We realize I don't know. I there's a piece I haven't got. And so now you've got my attention. I want to get that piece. So I know for our listeners, if they get the book and they read your story, they will be able to download a worksheet. Can you say a little bit about that? Yeah. So the worksheet is just really reflective of a very simple process in terms of, um, you know, being able to shift from thinking that we know to being in alignment with our inner guidance. And it just takes us through three simple steps to realign with that inner wisdom. I think the most important thing I've learned is that I've built an inner confidence around my parenting because I've learned to trust myself. I've learned to trust that inner, that inner guide. And if I could do, I would just so want parents to know, like, you are in essence, the expert of your child. You are the one that's going to get the downloads from the spirit about what's most helpful you are the one that is that that that's heart will light up with the right direction. So it's so important to get in touch with that. And um, that's what it is. It's like each of our children are a divine assignment. There's no mistakes in that. You know, our, we, we come into these situations in perfect order. And I just I love how my son taught me that like that are right away. There was this, you know, I obviously I have this assignment with him, but it was a classroom very quickly that, you know, it was like our, my spiritual classroom or my classroom for evolving myself. And um, yeah, it's just really beautiful. So I, I just want to say it's it's really not complicated, um, but it 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 involves a willingness to practice the simple steps that bring us back into alignment. It does involve awareness. It does involve um, release, you know, asking for help. And it does involve a level of trust that the answers will come. Yeah, faith. You have to have faith. That, faith. Yeah, and practice it moment by moment. And you'll know when it's not working because you won't be getting much. But then all of a sudden you'll relax. And, and you know, people always say to me, oh, I get messages in the oddest times, like in the shower, right? Well, because you're just your mind has been let go. And now it can just come through or before I go to sleep or first thing in the morning when I wake up. So everybody gets these messages in different ways. But the guidance is for everyone. We're all connected to the one mind. And so just going to morph now into my wonder moment where I pick a card from my Diane Lund miracle cards, which have, there's eight decks in eight different colors, and there's 400 different inspirational quotes. So I just have a bunch of random cards. And I just picked one, because I love how just sometimes even just picking a card at the end of my Course in Miracles study group, we'll all pick a card and people will read it and they'll just be astonished. It's like, oh my God, that's just the perfect quote for what I was just talking about. So it gives you a level. It's a simple way of sort of showing you that the universe is always for you. It's always working with you. And it can give you messages in all kinds of ways that can come from listening, having a conversation with somebody. It can come from just opening the book randomly and reading a quote or pulling a card. So here is what the card says. It says, all things work together for good. 
It's perfect. Isn't that perfect? It's perfect. And why would you say that's yeah, perfect for you after our Oh, it's so perfect because, you know, uh, you know, I just see myself sitting on that couch, believing that something went wrong, that it's not, that, that something's out of order. And the, the message that came was like, this is on purpose. This is all working for your good. And I, the miracle that came, the shift in my thinking that came, I mean, there's, it's, it, it's so incredibly valuable to my, to my whole life path. So I love that quote for realizing that we're, when we're facing a challenge, when we're facing something, we maybe don't understand why it's happening um, to remember that it's, it's really happening for good. I always like to translate that it's happening for good. It's happening for God, you know, just going into that, that spiritual answer. So yeah, all, that's all yeah. things work for good. That's yes. such a, that's such a reverse thinking anyways, because you know, people you lose their job and they think, oh, this is the worst thing that's happened. And then you meet them a year later and they say, that's the best thing that ever happened to me. I actually, it was the motivation for me to go out and start my company. Or, you know, my marriage ended, you know, I sat and cried for months and suddenly, you know, I opened up and I got on with life. I met someone new and now my life is on a whole different trajectory and uh, my relationship is much more fulfilling than it was. So even when these things appear not to be for us, I love the, the Course in Miracles perspective that all things work together for good. So if you want to get a free deck of these cards, one way you can do it is join my closed Facebook group, Diane Lund Monday Miracles. You go to facebook.com slash groups slash Diane Lund Miracles and ask to be a member. Each week I select one new member to get a free deck of cards. So that's it for today. Lisa, thank you so much. This has been so enlightening. I know people will love to get the book and then there's a QR code which will take them to your downloadable sheet. So thank you again. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was really fun. Bye for now.